Welcome to the Husband Factory Podcast. I'm the host and founder, Makita Kamara Omensa. Join me here every week where I help single women meet good men and enjoy great marriages using proven faith-based principles. Now, here's today's episode. Hey there, pretty lady. Hope you're having a fabulous day and you are letting your day be led by design, not by default. You're not just letting things happen to you, but you're happening to the world. You are making things happen. If things aren't going the way you want, you're making them go the way you want. That's the only way to live. And, you know, I want to tell you, thank you so much for listening. And I want to invite you to share the podcast. Women all over the world need it. Women, single women need it. They need the hope, the encouragement. They need to know that it's going to be okay. But they also need to know how to make it okay. (laughs) You know, until you change the way you act, the same things are going to happen. If you don't change the way you behave or you don't change your expectations or you don't change your thinking patterns, you are going to continue the same things that you've always had. If you want something different, you've got to do something different. So that's why I do this podcast, because I want you to have the very best. When it comes to relationships, when it comes to who you choose to marry, when it comes to who you choose to father your children with, I want you to have the very best and you also have the very best. I want to tell you a story about a young lady that really, really wanted to get married. And she was, she found herself always kind of in the wrong relationships. And, and, you know, it it wasn't her intention, never is, right? It's never anyone's intention to be in the wrong relationships, but she never ended up with people who cared about her. She always ended up with people who wanted to use her or just kind of wanted to have fun, nothing serious. They didn't, they didn't see her necessarily as marriage material. But the funny thing is that she was marriage material. She, she, she was faithful. She had a strong value system. She wanted the best. She would have never cheated on any of them. And she didn't, she would have never disregarded them or disrespected them. She gave them all of herself, but they never wanted to settle down with her. And so she began to wonder what is wrong? Like why? And this is not, you know, when it happens with one or two people, then you're like, oh, well, maybe I just met some bad guys. But when it happens with everybody, you start asking yourself questions. So today I want to ask you, I want to ask you, what if it's your fault? Now I know, oh, Ms. Makita, you're so mean. I'm not mean, <laughs> but I just want you to think about it. What if it's your fault? What What if the reason why you're being treated the way you are at times, what is your fault? What if the reason, what if the way men are treating you is your fault? What if, what if the, re, the pe- type of men that you meet that aren't quite what you're looking for is your fault? So let's start from the beginning, right? Let's start from the type of men that you meet. Now, you will not rise above where you are who you are on the inside. Your outside will never, ever rise above who you are on the inside. That's why when you're single, your job is to build yourself up. Your job is, your full-time job (laughs) is to work on yourself because you attract what you are, not what you want. 
Now, when I say that, a lot of times people get confused and they're like, I always attract cheaters or I always attract narcissists and I'm not a narcissist or I always attract cheaters and I'm not a cheater. I'm caring. Mm-mm, you're right. You're not cheater. You're not a narcissist. You're not someone who takes advantage of people. But the reason why you are still attracting that type is because you are showing yourself to be a victim. Those people, those type of people, cheaters, narcissists, people that um, like to take advantage of people, they can smell a victim a mile away. They can smell low self-esteem a mile away. They can smell your desperation a mile away. They can smell your desire to please them a mile away, and they will take full advantage of it and not look back. So when I say you attract what you are, It doesn't mean that you are that type of person, but you will certainly continue to attract that type of person if you don't change on the inside. You've got to change that picture of you on the inside. You've got to change how you see yourself. You've got to change how you value yourself. You've got to change what do I have that's worth it? What what you've got to know what you have. You have you've got to know what you carry. Your confidence level has to be true through the roof if you want to attract someone who's going to treat you well. Now when you think about also when you meet someone, there's another thing too. I just did an episode, two episodes ago on why you shouldn't look for your type. Sometimes, sometimes it's not even so much that, you know, our self-esteem is bad or anything like that. It's just because we have this certain type that we need to just stop looking for that certain type. If, if, if it, it, you know, it's, it's, you listen to that episode. If it's all external, if it's all external, your, your attraction, if it's all about how they walk, how they talk, how they smell, how they carry themselves, their charisma, their charm. If it's, those are all external things. Those are all things that are fading. Those are all things that have nothing to do with who they are on the inside or you know how much money they make, how much success they've had in life. Success doesn't mean that he's not a maniac. Success doesn't mean that he, you know, he's he's not going to mistreat you. Those are not things that you should be looking for. Those are not things that should be your type. And I tell you what 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 you should be looking for in that episode. So sometimes we get into trouble because we are looking for our type. Sometimes we get into trouble because we haven't worked on ourselves. Those traumas that you've dealt with as a child, you need to deal with them because they're not going to go away. They're just going to keep popping up in the form of a bad boyfriend. (laughs) You know, you have to deal with them. The feelings of inadequacy that you may have, and it could have been from childhood, it could be from elementary school, you know, being teased or being bullied or being verbal abuse at home, or just even you know, thoughts in your own head that tell you you're not good enough. Whatever it is, you need to deal with it. It will not go away on its own. Repeat after me. Time does not heal wounds. Repeat after me. Time does not heal wounds. Wounds are healed by being dealt with, by being dealt with by being dealt with. You have to deal with them. You have to face them head on and you have to look for how to heal them. Now, it could be through a therapist. It could be through a pastor. It could be just finding scriptures and God's word that have to do with that, that, that topic. Let me tell you something that has worked for me. Finding scriptures about identity. Now, I'm going to put some 
in the description box and meditating on them. Like when I say meditating, just sitting down and thinking about them. Let me give you an example. One of the scriptures says that I am God's masterpiece. So sitting down and saying to myself, wow, okay, this scripture says I am God's masterpiece. So that means a masterpiece. Okay. A masterpiece, thinking to myself, a masterpiece is a work of art. So that means I'm a work of art. Okay. And not only is it a work of art, is the artist's best work that they've ever created. How can I be God's best work? You know, when you look at peacocks and rainbows and and zebras, I'm God's best work, but that's what the scripture is telling me. I'm not just one of his works, I'm his best work, you know? And so you just, do you see what I'm, what I'm doing? The more you just think about it. So if I'm the masterpiece, what does that mean? You know, just meditating on it. You're not just reading the scripture and going away or reading the scripture and going to the next scripture. No, you're sitting time to sit there. Now, at first it's not, you're not going to read a scripture about your identity day one and feel any change. But if you do it every single day and you, and it doesn't take long, you can do it for 10 minutes a day. You can even set an alarm on your clock on your phone. Time to meditate. It will change your life. I got that from my mentor, Dr. Ona time to meditate. It'll change your life. So you click on to set that as a, as a reminder on your phone, time to meditate and take that 10 minutes, one in the 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the evening. Like Gloria Copeland said, use it, use God's word as your medicine. You know, when you're physically sick, they'll tell you, take, take your medicine in the morning and take a medicine in the evening. Some medicines are like that, but treat, treat your emotional sickness like it needs God's word. And you take some in the morning, take some of God's word in the evening. And all it takes is 10 minutes meditating. Don't just read it and go away. Sit down and ponder about it. Pull up a dictionary. Think about it. Just chew on it until it, it, it starts to unfold. And I guarantee you, little by little, some of those cobwebs, some of those emotional things that have been keeping you down or that has kept you in the same place will start to disappear. They will, because the God's word says that his word is quick and powerful, able to discern the imaginations. It's able to bring the change that you and I need. Okay. So that's number one. So sometimes it could be your fault. It could be your fault if you're, if you're, if you're meeting the wrong type of people change, stop looking for your type and work on you. Okay. Especially if you have emotional issues, especially if you're dealing with a lot of things that require healing and require you to have a new hope for life and require your self-esteem to be built up. Okay. Now, sometimes now, if, usually if we can fix who you meet and who you allow in your space, we fix everything else, <laughs> you know, because if you're not allowing terrible people in your space, they kind of don't hurt you. Right. So that's number one. Number two is the, sometimes it's our fault because we get too close too soon. There are very, 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 very few times I talk to a young woman or an older woman or any woman that has an issue with a man that the woman obeyed boundaries. 99.99% of the time she didn't obey boundaries. She was, she was either in his car or he was in her car or they were talking on the phone too long or she had moved in with him or they started sleeping together, whatever it is, the issues that most women have, they won't have them if they keep their distance. Keep your distance until you find out who this man is. You don't have no idea who he is. It takes a, it, it, it can take a while to get to know some people. 
Not everybody is transparent. So you have no idea who this person is. Obey boundaries. Stop talking to them so long on the phone until you can get to know them better. He have no business in your car. You have no business in his car. You have no business at his house. He has no business at your house. You Once you start doing things like that, your judgment is completely clouded. You have no, you're, you're not in a position to make a good decision because your emotions have gotten involved. God forbid your body gets involved, then you're really stuck. So you have to stop breaking boundaries. The women that are find themselves stuck is because they broke a boundary and now they feel like, well, I'm already in it. Let's just see. <laughs> Let's just ride it out. Let's ride out the storm. <laughs> Let's see where this tornado Steve takes me <laughs> or tornado Jimmy takes me. Hurricane Jimmy takes me. Let's see where Hurricane John takes me. No, no, you don't want to do that. So be very careful how close you allow a man to be in your life. He shouldn't be too close because you just met. Give, listen to me. Listen to this very carefully. People should earn the right to be around you. Huh. Your presence is a gift. Being around you is a gift. Let that man earn the right to be around you. Don't be so quick to, you know, because you like him, then you, you, you know, anytime he calls, you answer. Anytime he wants to go out, you're there. You put up with nonsense from him. You compromise your value system. You made up your mind. I'm not going to his house. I'm going to get to know. I'm going to take it slow. I'm going to take it slow. But because he's taking it fast and you don't want him to think you're not interested, you kind of go along with him. No, honey, you got to stick to your boundaries for your own protection down the line. There has been women who have married straight up con artists, straight up con artists. I mean, got, I mean, con artists to the point that they had a wife in another country or another state con artists to the point that what they told them was their occupation was not, was never the, never the truth. You have to give yourself time to get to know people and you have to respect your boundaries. That's number two. Now, number three is get out when you can. When you see it start going crazy, what are you waiting for? Get out. Get out. Get out of the relationship. Get out of the friendship. Drop off the face of the earth. That's what I always say. You know, block them. Get up. You know, unlink your social media profiles or whatever it is that, you know, they have access to you. You have access to them. Whatever you have to do. When you see it going south. When you start seeing all kind of craziness, jump, jump the ship, jump the ship and, and swim to safety. Don't stay there and drown. Don't stay there and, and hope things are you. How much time do you think you have? You don't have you don't have time to allow somebody to ruin your life. You don't have time to there are honey, there are relationships. There are relationships that can take you years to recover from. My goodness, you don't have that kind of time. You don't have that time. About, even if you're young, even if you're 21, you don't have that kind of time. You don't have time to be with somebody for three years. And then by the time you're done with him, is you're 24. I met a young lady. She was, she was with a guy for five years. But, you know, they started off when they were 20. But by the time, you know, five years passed, that's 25. Do you know he dumped her? And, you know, six months later, he married somebody else. Five years of her life 
wasted. Now, it's not wasted, right? Because she got a degree. She got a good job. She's worked on herself, blah, blah, blah. But your emotional time, they can't get that back. Your, you know, your zest for life. You know, one of the hardest things, one of the worst things about a bad relationship is that it kind of makes it hard for any other guy that comes in your life. And it makes it hard for you too, because you want to trust. You do. You literally want to trust. You literally want to love, but you're like, "Mm -mm. (laughs) this heart is under construction, brother. You're afraid and it, and rightly so. But why, why should you have that fear? Why can't you give somebody your heart after they've proven themselves that is, you know, but it's because of, of those bad relationships. So when you start, what, the, the first day he says something crazy, cut him off, honey. Put him on the reject list. The first day he does something crazy, put him on the reject list. What are you waiting for? And, you know, a lot of times, especially us Christian women, we like to compromise big time when it comes to the level of devotion the man has. He goes to church, so we give him a chance. Going to church is not enough reason to give him a chance. The church is a hospital. Some people are recovering from all kind of stuff, all kind of craziness. Don't give a man a a chance just because he goes to church. Now, a man that goes to church, I know you're you're thinking, well, at least he doesn't go to the club. But how do you know? There's people that go to church and go to the club. (laughs) How do you know? You don't know. You don't know his level of devotion to God. I don't care if the man is a pastor, if he's a bishop, if if he doesn't live God's word. And you can't see that he lives God's word and he doesn't have a reputation for being someone that lives God's word. Run for your life. Do not stop until you get somewhere safe. (laughs) You know, at the end of the day, you have to, you are responsible for your choices. You are responsible for how people treat you. You and I teach people how to treat us. No one else. So I want you, the next time you enter a relationship or the next time you think about, think about any, any breakup you've had, right? As painful as it was, think about what your part to play was in it because you had a part to play. Or maybe it wasn't a breakup. Maybe it was just, you know, you were with somebody. You're like, oh my God, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. But what were you thinking? What made you attracted to them in the first place? What made you go out with them in the first place? Were they your type? Were you desperate? Were you feeling lonely? Did they do something or say something that, that attracted you? So that you can know better next time. So that you don't fall prey to the same stuff next time. It's good to know. So I want you to do an assessment of your past relationships so that you don't repeat the same thing. And I want you to follow these three steps so that you will not make a mistake. Or I should say less likely to make a mistake. All right, guys. Have a good day. Bye-bye. I'm sure you got a lot out of today's episode. Don't forget to share. And guess what? The conversation doesn't have to end here. Hop online to www.husbandfactory.com to subscribe to my VIP newsletter. Just scroll to the bottom of any page and you'll see the button there. Remember, all the great love stories you've ever heard out of all of them, yours is going to be the best. Can't wait to hear it. See you next week.